I thought I would choose tonight's reading from 1 John because we so rarely venture into any of those uh, what might be called lesser epistles, uh, but they, they carry great pieces of wisdom and great pieces of interest. And all the epistles of 1 John are letters written to a people who are in difficult circumstances, which I think we can identify with. They've been kicked out of the synagogues. And on top of that, they've been battered by a number of secessionists who speak heresy uh, and, have, and have also left the church. So much like the Episcopal Church faced in the 2000s, where we had massive, uh, massive turnaways because of questions around human sexuality, the listeners of 1 John were suffering through the same, some of the same issues. One of the more interesting ones is what's called docetism, which comes from the Greek for appearing. And I think it's one of the more imaginative heresies because it basically says that uh, in a number of ways that uh, Jesus was never the was never God, but was actually appearing that. So God was never crucified. Jesus as God was never crucified, um, only appearing that way in various forms, which I think is really creative. Um, but still a heresy. There are two parts of tonight's letter. Um, the first one is pretty clear that it's a letter written, uh, the purpose is written to three level, different levels of spiritual advancement or spiritual achievement. We're told of uh, children, of adults or fathers, and we're told of young people. So uh, he also repeats it the writer, uh, in terms basically saying something like, I'm writing now and I did write or I wrote. So, um, and the first part is pretty clear. The second part is where I find it to be problematic because even in something as simple as do not love the world or the things in the world have been taken out of context. And out of that context, it seemed to read as anything of the world is bad, but that's not how we believe. We are an incarnational people. We believe in the goodness of God's creation, of all creation. And so it runs counter that do not love the world or, or the things in the world, because then it seems like that we want to abandon all things worldly. And that definitely has been the case. And even today, there are a number of sects within Christianity that that's very much how they believe. But I think it's so often the case, the way it's stated gets overlooked. Because it is, it does say here that love of the world, do not love the world or the things of the world. And that's key. When I go back to those secessionists that we heard from earlier, they found creation to be so bad that Jesus would fake his own createdness. And if that's the case, then we are definitely doomed. So I sought out sometimes when I run into these problems with translations, I look, I look for a different translation and see how another way might, another way of reading this might shed light. And tonight I found the message, which is the language put in everyday uh, language and, and sometimes can be really inspiring and really interesting and always is more understandable. And the relevant verses here say, don't love the world's ways, don't love the world's goods. Love of the world squeezes out love for the Father. Practically everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, or wanting to appear important, has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from Him. The world and all its wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. But whoever 
does what God wants is set for eternity. Boy, that really spoke to me because it uh, invites me that that uh, when we misdirect our focus, misdirect our attentions, it squeezes out the space for love for the Father. And how worldly things can isolate you from Him and from His love. So tonight I think we're invited to reflect on our own lives. Where are we misplacing our own love that's away from God, maybe towards something, even if our intentions are good? Where do we have worries, fears? Where are we spending time in activities or addictions? Where are we getting caught up in the news or maybe an acquisition and shopping? It's all these things that can get in the way of our, of our love for the Father that squeeze out our love for the Father. And that's such a wonderful way of the turn of the phrase and how the worldly things isolate us from him and his love. So as we prepare for Lent, which starts in a couple of weeks, um, I think we can do a little practice over the next couple of weeks, or at least this week. And we're bar- I'm borrowing something from um, design legend Coco Chanel that said famously, when you're going out, you look in the mirror and take one thing off. So tonight, I think we can do the same. Look in the mirror, look at ourselves, and for the next week or so, take one thing off that is squeezing out our love for God. And in that conscious act, replace God into that. It may be a fear. It may be a habit that you do. It may be anything that gets in the way. But squeeze it out, take it out, and allow that love to go to God. Amen.